I'm excited to see what God's going to do tonight in this place because, man, God has been moving here at BGTV Studios. Like you've seen, we have had people coming on doing new podcasts. Pastor Bo Johnson has been just killing it on Thursday nights at 6.30. Tune in for the Spirit-Led Life podcast because it has been awesome. And we got some new ones coming up in February. You want to make sure you tune into those. We will be telling you more about those as they get closer and closer. But you want to make sure that you look at the lineup. Uh, we got a website that's being made at the moment, and we'll have everything on there for you. So you can go there, check out the BGTV guide where you can see all that God is doing. So, um, man, God has been doing so much, and we have just been excited to bring on guests here. My show here on Sunday nights now is called United Voices because I really just believe that God's heart is to unite the body of Christ. To unite us, because in John 17, Jesus' last prayer is that the body of Christ would be united as one, as Him and the Father are one. Because if we're united as one, the whole world will be able to see that God loves them. So I love bringing people on here, just sharing everybody's hearts in the body of Christ. And tonight I've got a very special, special friend of mine, and he is backed by a popular demand. I want you to put your hands together for my boy. Dalton Farmer, what is up, yeah, man? man? The crowd is going wild. Yes, you hear them? Dude, yes. man, wow, dude, man. you are I'm back by popular demand. So I know we did in season one, you came mm. on, did an episode with us, and it was amazing. And oh, so, I enjoyed it. it was awesome. Thanks for being back here with us, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. I love it, man. And I love what you've done with the place. This is such a beautiful spot here. Well, and thank you. So cool, man. I just love it here, man. Thank yeah. you, man. Thank you so much. And um, how is Aniana O Town? How's it going? Going out there, yeah, it's booming. Everything's good. It's it's going great though. Um, the church is it's awesome. Discipling people, uh, being at home, just showing love, man. It's it's great. And the town is just it's it's so exciting to see what's going on there. Man. Yes, yeah, absolutely. What God is man. doing. Well, God is doing some amazing things through you, through your church. He's a pastor, yeah. uh, first independent church out in Aniana. And um, man, I've been out there. Your 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 uh, your congregation, your crew out there, man, is just on fire for the Lord, and it's mm. awesome to see what you guys are doing in the community. Yeah. I also saw your wife Kayla has been on fire lately, digging into the yeah. Word. Oh man, yeah. She's uh she started this thing where it's uh the Bible recap. I don't know yeah. if you watched okay. that or have uh, seen that before. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, she's and she's talking about yeah, yeah, I'm I'm reading into Job and I'm like, oh bless you, because that's that's a book, man. That's yeah, a, that's a heavy one. Absolutely. Um, and to see how she's growing and learning in that, man, that's that is it is a blessing to see that as well. That's awesome, yeah, man. man. I saw that on Facebook today where she's just been digging in the word of God mm. and just it's awesome when your wife is uh just on fire for the Lord running oh, right beside you. So man, God's bless you with an amazing wife and and yeah. two beautiful kids. And so, man, I know you are so excited. I got some more people that yes. have been tuning in. I, my brother Michael out there. Hey, Michael, love you, man. Up, I got a buddy, Matt Yancey, that I work with. Man, he's just, we've been seeing God move up there at Icon Trussell. You can go up there and get a golf cart. You also come up there and get Jesus. We've been seeing Jesus <laughs> move up there. And uh, my buddy, Josh uh, LeBlanc, is watching, man. Thanks, man, Josh, for tuning in. All that you've been doing the last week, God has been moving through, through us all and uh, just seeing people tuning in. So, guys, thank you so much. We're going to jump right in. 
to it tonight. Uh, me and Dalton met, I think it was last week, two weeks ago. We were at Ken's Barbecue in Pinson, and Jesus. God just moved over some bacon, didn't he? Absolutely. Oh, man, that, what was that, country? Uh, country ham? Oh, that country <laughs> ham was hitting it. It was hitting it. I, I can taste it right now. I need mm, some more. Let's go again. Mm, stop it. Oh, man. So we were at Ken's Barbecue, catching up on some breakfast, and God just started moving. Mm. And we were like, hey, man, this is, needs to be our show. When Whenever you come on there, we need to talk yeah, about yeah. this. And we began to just kind of... Uh, talk about just kind of giving our lives to here in 2024, giving our lives to Jesus, like truly surrendering Mm. our lives to God, because there's areas in our lives that we hold back from the Lord. And that those are the areas that God is asking for this year, because it's not because he's going, Hey, he's just mad at us and all this. No, he's wanting the best for us. And if the, you know, you, you know, like that nice drink you got there, the Dunkin' Donuts, uh, Baskin Robbins, sweet, yeah. strawberry wine drink you mm, got over so there um, you know what it's gone now it's go- it's almost empty yep. so that means you I can pour it. more in there ooh when it's yeah. full you can't pour anything else in there ooh, and when our lives it. are full up with the world with the things of the world god begins to ask us to remove certain things surrender certain mm. things away from our lives so he can pour new things into our lives and we begin to talk about surrendering certain things yeah. to our life uh, to god and we just had this conversation uh, just come about about surrendering to the lord man so um just tell us a little bit about man about what god's is speaking to you a little bit about surrendering to the yeah. lord so it's it's crazy how you mentioned that because um, I just I, I think uh, it was about two two weeks ago where uh, I just had a message to begin the year and of course I, I've been studying for this series that we're in and so it's always hard to study for a message when you're trying to study for the series and so I just prayed for God I was just like I just take this over and He said I want you to talk about uh, reasons why people aren't getting close to God right because we mm. think about New yeah. Year's New Re- yeah. New Year's resolutions and right, new things right. that are happening and so. Um, typically, followers like us, right. we uh, whenever we have a New Year's resolution, it might have something to do with health, right? right. Sure. Um, and I might, I might have knowledge about it. I don't always have the willpower to yeah. help you with the health, you know, to help you there. <laughs> but I have knowledge about, you know, obviously calorie deficit, all that stuff. Right. Um, but when it comes to sometimes us Christians, when it comes to the wanting to uh, a New Year's resolution as to how can I get closer to God for this new year. And one of those reasons was being dependent and surrendering. And mm-hmm. what was crazy is that I've, my whole, a lot, majority of my life, right, we, we hear this term, turn it over to God, give mm-hmm. it to God, right, surrender it to God, whatever it is, surrender your life, give it over to Him. And sometimes we ask ourselves, what does that look like? And that mm-hmm. was that was the most frustrating part with me. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. what... What does it look like to give something to God? Yeah. Like, what does yeah. it look like to hand it over? Do I just, just God, this is, you know, is it like that, that carry? Here you it? go, God. Yeah, yeah, the carry <laughs> under what song? I think yeah. it's the carry under what? Jesus, take the wheel? Jesus, you know? take the wheel. Come yeah, on. like, am I just giving it to you? Like, what do I, what do I do? Do I just, do I do nothing now? Yeah. Like, is it just this lazy? And for people who are, uh, they they have this controlling sense, right? They're like, I just can't do that. You know, I, yeah. I feel like I'm being lazy when I do that. So, I looked. I, I tried to do some research into it, and uh, and of course, I think it's Philippians four six, where he says, uh, "Let your requests be made known mm, to God." That's good. And we think, well, is that what it is? Right. Because when you make something known to Him, then you have the faith to know that when you make it known to Him, 
he's going to do something about it, mm, right? Yeah. And in that sense, well, what do what do we do now, right? How do we what do we do from here now? And it's this the the act of surrendering to him. When I make it known to you, mm. I'm giving it to you, and I'm letting you take over now. That's you, good. This is your responsibility. You know, yeah. uh, it's kind of like I think it was Matthew eleven twenty eight when he said, "All you, um, if you're heavy, get, get, yes, heavy." Burden. Yeah, <clears throat> and um, I had it pulled up, and I want to make sure I got it right. Sure. Um, and so when he, if you are, let's see, here we go, here we go. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take, here's it, here's it, verse 29, take my yoke upon you, mm. and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. Take my yoke upon you, right? Yeah. And for those, some of us... We may know what a yoke is. You know, my last name is Farmer. Farmer, doesn't, let's doesn't go. Doesn't mean I know what a yoke is. I still have no idea. When I, when I first read this, I thought, is that an egg yoke? Like, yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. That, is that what, what is that? He's wanting to put his egg yoke on. So, uh, but no, a yoke, right, was like you have two, at, at the time, you'd have uh, two cattle or two... Um, oxen. Oxen, yes. And so what they often did, would they would have the yoke and the stronger oxen would okay. be yoked with the weaker one sometimes. Okay. And so that's what he's saying, like... My yoke is easy. My burden is light, but take it on you. Mm. Let me take this load. And so you think, well, what is that? Is that surrender? Yes. In mm. the in the sense, you're saying, God, this is your responsibility. Mm. You know, you take cast this your over. cares I, upon him. Yeah. Exactly, cast your cares upon because he cares. You know? Yeah. And and so, but I thought about this. Um, there is this example. We had a we had a fire in Oniana uh, a few weeks ago. And if you have four firefighters on the scene, right, the yeah. most senior one is in charge. Okay. He's saying, you, you do this to the perimeter, you get on the pumper, all this stuff, you know. And, and so he's telling all these people to do this. When the chief comes, yeah, he's in charge now, right? Okay. okay. Does that senior officer just say, okay, I'm casting it upon you. I'm going home. Peace out. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no, not at all. No, he's saying, okay, this is your responsibility now. Okay. So I'm going to do what you tell me to do. Hey. Now it's your responsibility. It was my responsibility. Hear that. Yeah. I'm giving the responsibility to you. I trust that your expertise, you can handle everything that I can't handle now. Wow. And so you take over, but tell me what I need to do. I'm going to do the best, right? That's in a sense when when the when we say give it over to God, we're saying, God, this is your responsibility. Mm. I have this hope that's like an anchor to my soul to you. And I know that anchors, they work best when I can't see them. And so God, I, I trust you. I'm giving the responsibility. You handle the things I can't handle. And when you're saying responsibility, you're saying I'm putting you in charge. Absolutely. I am because like you said about the fire is the what that was the best that was a really good analogy. The the the, the guy that came on the scene first, he's a senior, he's in charge, but then the chief shows up and he's like, Hey, I'm still gonna fight this fire with you, but you are now in charge. You tell yeah. me what to do. I'm no longer in charge. And that's the portion of surrendering our lives to God mm. is saying, hey, I've been living my life for my own. I've been leading my own life. I've been making my own decisions. But now, Lord, I'm ready for you to put these fires out in my life. I got fires yeah. going up all around me, and I'm ready for you to put these out. Yeah. And you can do that. And I I, I just need, I'm, I'm putting it all into your hands. Mm. And now please just speak to me. Give me those marching orders of how to get my life back in order, mm. how to get things um, 
turned around, put these fires out. I'm listening to you now. Yeah. And when you said that, man, it made a lot of sense about just when you were talking about responsibility mm. is you're not saying when, when you use the word responsibility, you're not saying, okay, God, you do it all. I'm doing nothing. Absolutely. I'm still in the fight yeah. with you. I'm still, I'm just listening to you now. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So good. So good. So yeah. Good. And it's, it's like that. You, you mentioned marching orders, like when you're in, in war, right? When yeah. someone, they, they surrender the enemy, they throw their hands up and they, yeah. and they say, Hey, I'm, I'm I'm staying right here until you tell me to move. Yes. Okay, I, I move this way. You tell me yes. I'm going to move it. You know, it's the same yeah. way surrendering to God. You tell me what to do. Mm. You know, I don't want to make another step. And I, I want to make sure I'm doing exactly what you want me to do. I trust that you will handle the things that I can't handle. Yeah. I can't control the weather. Right. I can't control Come climate. On. I can't on. control my spouse. Right. You can't. All I can do is do what you tell me to do. I yeah. can just be... More glory. I can I can just be a better follower of Jesus every day, and that's a better it. listener. And I think that's what we got into over some bacon and country ham mm. and some grits, Ken's barbecue. Is this was what I was sharing with you of what I've learned through my life um, about surrender mm. to the Lord? Is the picture that God's given me through the years is that um, it's kind of like I'm a, I'm the horse, and then God, the Holy Spirit is sitting upon me. He's the rider. Hmm. Okay. So like when a rider is riding the horse, they take the reins and they, a a well-trained horse, a well-submitted horse, all they got to do is barely pull the reins to the left and the bit just kind of turns them to the left. But when you turn, when you barely pull it to the right, it goes to the right, barely pull back, it stops. And so Mm -hmm. like it barely kicks them on the side and it it starts to go forward. And so the goal of a Christian is to get to the place where you're hearing the voice of the Lord. That's the the Holy Spirit rests upon us like a Mm -hmm. dove. He he lives in us, but his presence rests upon us and he's constantly speaking to us. And so I want to talk about surrendering to the voice of God, surrendering to the Holy Spirit's voice as he's riding upon you is that if you will just listen to his voice and be obedient, you, you just have barely have to have a tug from the Holy Spirit. He tells you to go left, and mm. you go left. Then all of a sudden, he's like, hey, stop doing this. You stop doing that. Then he's like, hey, do this. Then you do that. Hey, go talk to this person. You, do, you go handle that. Go yeah. apologize to this person. Forgive this person. Go. You know what? It's time for you to change jobs. It's time for you to go over here to this job. It's time for you to change schools or move houses or do something. He begins to talk to you. And if you'll just begin to be obedient, like me and Haley two years ago, God just heard the Holy Spirit say, hey, it's time for you guys to get out of debt. It's time to quit. It's time to put all of your money towards, to, towards debt. And that mm. was the Holy Spirit. And as we begin to do that, it freed us up to have a better life. He's, the God's not asking you to do things to... to to make it worse for you, he's yeah. trying to really help you out. And so mm. what I was telling you so is that I used to look at God as like, man, it's like God was the horse and I was riding on him and mm. I was just riding where God would take me. And when I began to see the different perspective of, no, 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 I'm the yeah. horse and God is riding upon me and he's wanting to guide me to places in, the, in my life to for me, but also to help other people, to find the purpose that he has for me in my life. Mm. And I've got a scripture verse here um, in Psalm 32. It says this. It says, I, the Lord, will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like the horse or the mule, which lack understanding, which must have their mouths held firm with a bit and bridle, or else they will not come with you. So God is saying, hey, 
that I, I am here. I want to instruct you. I want to counsel you. I want to show you the best way for your life. But he's saying, don't be stubborn when I take you where you haven't been before. Mm. He says, don't take me and tug. You don't, don't let me have to tug you and pull you along like a, like a donkey or like a horse, or like a mule that won't yeah. come. He said, no, just trust me and come with me to the places where I'm wanting to go. And I feel like there's some people out there tonight that you are hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit, but you've been like that donkey where it won't move and God's trying to tug you and pull you to a better life, to a better thing. And he's saying, just surrender to my voice. Quit leading your own life and listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And he's going to begin to lead you to a place where you're going to begin to prosper and flourish in a way that you could never imagine. So that's kind of what I was thinking about, Man. man, was surrendering to the Lord that, you know, a lot of times we think of surrender as being weak, you know, but, or, or the word meek, we look, look at it being, you know, um, weak, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. not, it's going, Hey, right. the meekness is being strong. You're, 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 um, surrendering to God and you're letting God direct you and take you where he wants to go. And he becomes mm. very, very strong in your life. And you become wise. You become all these things because you're allowing God to lead your life. Absolutely. It's humility. That's, yes. that's exactly Come what on. it is. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm, Absolutely. So, so um, that was talking about surrendering to God's voice. Mm. And I just felt the Holy Spirit on that when we were eating breakfast, when we were just talking about, hey, yeah. just let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you to where you want to go. Mm. But also, I wanted to say something about not just surrendering to God's voice, but you hit it on a minute ago, surrendering to God's will. Absolutely. You know, yeah. um, you know, surrendering to His will because the Bible teaches us that all of us have our own will. Did you know that? This is, this is wild. Did you know that Jesus had His own will? The Bible says yes. in Ga- yes. Garden of Gethsemane, He said, not my will... But, but will. your Oof. will be done. Yes. He had his own will because he was 100% human and mm-hmm. 100% God at the same time that he had a will, but he had to sacrifice that will to accomplish the purpose that God sent him to do. And Jesus sweated blood because mm-hmm. he was so in agony over what? Laying down his will. Hebrews wow. teaches us how you, have you when is the last time you shed blood? because you were trying to lay down your sin and trying to lay down your ways and trying to lay down your will to accomplish what God is calling you to do. Mm. And so, man, I, when I realized that Jesus had his own will and that he's asking us to lay down our will, just like he did in the garden, we have our own cross to carry. The Bible says what? It says to f- take up your cross and follow him daily Mm. And we just sacrifice every day to follow the will of God. I mean, have you seen, have you found that to be true in your life? Absolutely, and it's and it's it's so crazy. Um, and as being a pastor, it happens way more often than it should. <laughs> where yeah, our wills uh, bump because I obviously I should say that my will should always be His will. Um, but I always have my idea of how I should do things, you know. And that's something that we talked about that breakfast right. was. Um, yeah. My next series that I was studying into, I was wanting to study about Moses so much because I love Moses. I love the life of Moses. I was so interested in Moses. And so as I was studying, uh, we got to the point to where they've already been, they've already come out of Egypt and they've crossed the sea and, and Moses was climbing up Mount Sinai. 
And as I was studying, I, I finally broke down. I should have done this earlier, but I finally broke down. I said, like, oh, God just revealed to me what you... I should have opened up yeah. with that. From the yeah, beginning. yeah. You know, yeah. I, it would have been a lot quicker. Uh, and I, I just said, God just revealed to me what do you want to reveal? You yeah. know? And so as I was looking, I just got so like filled and focused on the mountain that he kept going up and down, Mount Sinai. Wow. And I want to say he took eight trips up there wow. now. And I... I I don't know what consumed me so much with this mountain. I wanted to start looking at the elevation. I wanted to start looking at, like, God just gave me the desire to look at what does the trail look like. I looked up Google images of what it looked like to climb it and how long it would take. And I watched videos of people who were climbing. Some of them were weird. And it's just, it was really cool to yeah. see, like, what it was like for Moses to climb. And I just wondered, God, why you, why do you want me to be so interested in this? What, yeah. what about it? And... I see the distance, right, between when Moses had to go see God, how distant it was to from him to where he was in the presence of God versus the the people on the ground. And and I just thought about he's he wants me to look at this mountain and focus in and hone in on this mountain for a reason. And so it led me to another mountain passage mm. that a lot of us are probably familiar with. Um if you've if you've read into it anyway, and it's Matthew seventeen twenty, and it says this. He said, "He said to them, because of your little faith, for truly I say to you, and this also gets a submission: if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, mm. you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you.' So first of all, we wow. see faith as small as a mustard seed." That's very small, right? Right, right. We're no longer in the metric system, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're looking at mustard seed size faith, wow. right? Um, and so a lot of us, we think faith is like a meter, you know, like a temperature yeah. gauge, right? Yeah. The more I have, the better it is. But Jesus is like, no, it's kind of like a light switch. You either have it or you don't. Mm. And so, but you can have a lot of faith in yourself and you'd be wrong. And yeah. you can't move a mountain. What Jesus says, it's not about how much you have. Is where you place it, Ooh, right? Come on, place it in me. That's Submit good. To me, trust in me, right? Mm. Surrender to me. Wow, that is mountain moving faith. And so I think, of what what is a mountain, yeah. right? What does he mean by that, right? We can yeah. think of it's an it's an impossible situation, which is true, right? None of us in this world can move a mountain. Yeah, yeah. But in a sense, I'm looking at we 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 look at these passages, and sometimes we say we we bring up mountains. We think a mountain is a problem, mm. and it's always yeah. a problem. You know, yeah, like. I have financial situation. That's my mountain. And I have a health issue. That is my mountain. And so I know Jesus says I can cast this mountain into the sea. And so we think a mountain is a problem. But if you look through these these mountains in the Bible, they weren't problems. Wow. It, it was never a problem. It yeah. was Moses didn't have a... He wasn't a problem from him to go to the mountain. You know why? Because when he got to the top of it, guess what was there? Mm-hmm. God was there. The presence of God. Come on. He was there. Yeah. What is what's what's bad what's the problem about that? There there's yeah. no it's, God is there. <laughs> there's, right. There's no it's it's the best thing you can have on top. Yes. And so you have these different mountains. You have uh Mount Moriah whenever uh, Abraham was going to sacrifice his son. He didn't, but guess what happened there? God provided. He met him there, yeah. Yes. On that mountain. mountain, We see that mountains are where the character of God is on display. Woo, come on. He's there. His mightiness, his greatness is there. And when Moses climbed that mountain, it wasn't 
it wasn't maybe the most glory. He probably wasn't excited, right? I mean, there, he was probably walking up and thinking, I'm, I'm going to die. Look at this yeah. storm, you know, this wow. fire. Yeah. But he got on the top and God was there. Mm, you know, God. Mount Carmel, Elijah with the uh, the prophets of, yeah. of Baal, right? Yeah. God showed up, you know. Um, Mount, uh, I want to say Mount Sinai, again, is where Elijah was when he said, God, I want you to take my life. Yeah. But God showed him the remnant wow. and God spoke to him. Mount Calvary, Mount Golgotha is where mm. Jesus died for us. Wow. I mean, in Mount Zion, is where he's coming back. And yeah. same, on the mount, you see so many things happen on the mount. They're not problems. Yeah, good places. It, exactly. Yeah. So then, what does Jesus mean mm. when he says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you mm. can move a mountain from here to there? I think of it because climbing a mountain is like going to the presence of God, mm. right? And that's where we are. And so Jesus says, faith as small as a mustard seed in me, this mountain can move now. Mm. You're in this presence now. You don't have to come to this one place like it was in the Old Testament. It's in the tabernacle on the mountain, on the temple, Woo. right? What I'm going to do to for you, I'm about to carry a cross mm. up a mountain for yeah. you, and I'm going to die on this mountain. I'm going to be resurrected within Mount Moriah, Mount Zion, in that area, and because of that, what's going to happen later on Mount Zion in a room called the Upper Room, the Holy Spirit is going to rush in in Pentecost, and you're going to have fire of tongues on top of everyone, and that means now the Holy Spirit is inside of all of us. We can all be on the mountain just like God wanted in the very beginning. Wow. And, and whenever He called, He wanted the nation of Israel to come on the Mount of Sinai, and they said, no, Moses, you go instead. Mm. You go for us. But God wow. wanted everyone, yeah. just like now. He wants everyone on top of that mountain together. And now the presence of God will meet us at anywhere because of what Jesus did on Absolutely. that mountain. That's amazing how God's presence wants us. Uh, God, He wants us to just draw close to Him, and He's done everything possible so that we will draw close to Him. Um, you know, what's crazy is that it does take a little bit of effort to climb those mountains. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you were talking about how you were studying the elevation and all that. I mean, go up and down a mountain like that to get to the presence of God. Sometimes we won't even go down the stairs and come down into a room and get away from mm-hmm. every, the world. But Moses would hike up a mountain going through who knows what, what weather and all that, go through mm-hmm. storm, heat, everything to get to the presence of God. I want to ask you tonight, like what are you going to go through to get to the presence of God? Are you mm-hmm. going to put down... The Bills and Chiefs game right now. I'm just kidding. Who's what's the score? Who, what's the score? Somebody tell me. Somebody put in the comments. What's the score? I'm just kidding. Uh, but um, you know, putting down Netflix, putting down a few things every once in a while to get to the presence of God. You know, wow. going upstairs away from yeah. the kids and the wife for a moment, telling your wife, "Hey, you really need to spend the time with the Lord. Will you watch the kids? Hey, then I'll do it for you." You know, once you know, I'll come down the mountain and I'll watch the kids while you go up to the mountain. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And um, but uh, we have to p- go. It takes effort to get Absolutely. up that mountain to the Lord. And I believe that if you'll just put a little bit of effort forth this week and be intentional about going before the Lord, and um, you're going to meet Him and encounter Him. Mm. And God wants to encounter all of us. But there's just so many things in our lives that we weren't willing to put down and surrender to mm. find um, that our God really wants to come close to us. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what, too? The further up the mountain you go, the further away from the world you are, mm. and the closer you are to God. And, and sometimes, mm. right, that, that can be 
that can be more time spent with God. Yeah. And as you get closer to God, as you draw near to Him, yeah. these desires, these fleshly desires, they start to go away. Yes. They, they get further and further away. That's you getting further and further away from the world. That's yes. you getting closer and closer to Him. And, you know, and we talk about how sometimes my mountain is a problem. Sometimes it, it has been, yeah. right? Yeah. Let's say your 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 sickness or something, and, and maybe... Um, there, there may be some of us in some cases to where we had a problem and it was a mountain, but you know what happened at the end of that problem? God was glorified. Yeah. And we got closer to God because of that. You know, I have a, I had a friend who had some health issues and he was talking about during, during this health crisis he was dealing with, he got closer to God during that. And I felt wow. like that was his mountain, right? Yeah. It was a problem at, at, at first. And like, why, why is this happening to me, God? Why? I'm, I don't understand. Help me understand, right? And But God was saying, I'm, I'm pulling you through this. I want you to get closer to me. Yeah. Use this as a mountain to get closer and closer to me, further and further away from who you were. Yes. Who is at the base. You're going to change every step of the way we get in like Moses, right? Every, yeah. every step he yes. took, he got further and more and more distance God, from that nation of Israel who, I mean, when he came back, right, they, they created idol, right. The, the golden calf, you right. know, they were yeah. still yeah. fickle people and he came back. He, he had this glow on him because right. he's in God's presence and they were terrified yeah. of him. Yeah. But he's like, I, I was with God. Mm. I, I was with him. And sometimes people will look at you different because you're with God. That's you're right. So close to him. You know, you know, in the a mountain could be also like a, a problem in the mountain. It could be like a wilderness season. If you could be go through a wilderness season, it could be a marriage problem, a health problem, a financial problem, you know, work problem, whatever kind of problems that you're going through out there. But the Bible tells us that it's in the wilderness where we're going to find the Lord. Mm. Like allow, God will allow us to go through a wilderness season because it says in Hosea, he says that, um, that that he is going to allure his bride out into the wilderness to speak tenderly to her so that mm. he can begin to... I love the message translation. It says that he begins to speak um, tenderly to her so that they, he'll go back on the first date with her. So he's trying to draw back in close. And sometimes yeah. the Lord will allow us to go through a season in our lives because we're so distracted with everything else that sometimes he's like, hey, I'm going to speak tenderly to you as you go through this problem. Mm -hmm. I'm going to speak to you and draw you closer to me. So because you because the verse before that, it says that they went out and decked themselves out with the things of the world. But it says, but they forgot about me, says the Lord. Wow. And we can forget about the Lord. There can be so many distractions that go on in life and that we forget about Lord. We forget about the mm. intimacy that God is seeking with each and every one of us. Yeah. And God will allow these wilderness seasons to come into our life so that he can begin to allure us and pursue us mm. in hopes that we will turn back to him. Mm -hmm. um, and not, I'm not talking about just going to church. I'm not talking about just showing. I'm talking about an intimate relationship with God that that you are just in love kind of like your wife's going through at the moment where she's finding new passion again in the word of God and being intimate with God and growing closer to God and if you're out there and you're lacking passion you feel stuck in your relationship with God that you can have just new wine new oil new freshness new joy um, tonight if you would just begin to you know turn this off and go spend time with God or when this is over begin to just go behind closed doors 
The Bible says, you know what, when you go to pray, go behind closed doors and just be there with God and be there for only Him. Don't go there for a message. Don't go there for a word. Go there to spend time with your Creator. Go there to spend time with the one who loves you so much. The Bible says to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. And we can't do that if there's not some time during the week where we go behind closed doors and we begin to spend time with him alone. That's so good. That's so good. And, and <clears throat> Kayla has this room that she set up too. She calls it her war room. Come on. Okay. It's this yeah. little, uh, room that we have. And she started decking that out. And I think that's helped her a lot too. Yeah. Um, it's something that we did whenever we built our house. <clears throat> we had some people come over and we were writing stuff all throughout the walls and yeah. stuff with the Sharpie. And I wrote uh, over the header of the door I wrote over and it was when Jesus said, uh, I want to, I don't remember if it was on the Sermon on the Mount when he was talking about it. He was talking about don't, um, don't pray out loud and, and don't use these words like the Pharisees do, yeah. right? Go into your closet, yes, to your, your, your dark place mm. and, and seek God there yeah. intimately. Yes. Because what happens privately comes public, right? Oof, yes. I don't remember. And obviously that's, that's not, that's Dalton's translation. Of, yeah. I'm trying yeah, to remember sure. paraphrase, what it, Yeah. Yeah. Paraphrase. Um, and trying to remember what it said, but it's exactly what she is doing. And that's what we're called to do. Exactly. Like you were saying, it's, it's all about this private relationship with God because we're called to be humbled in his presence and for him to bring us up himself. And you were talking about just being emptied like that. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it's all about. And I want to say it was Elisha, uh, in second Kings when he was, speaking to the widow, mm. and um, she she had, I can't remember, I think it was two sons, and she said, all I have is this jar of, of oil, mm. right? And and he says, okay, just get all these empty jars in this room yeah. and fill them, all these empty jars, jars. filled them, yes, right? Yes. And this one jar of oil filled all these empty jars, right? It's, it's the essence of telling us, and the oil represents the the present, the Holy presence Spirit. Of God, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's this the sense of we need to be emptied so that the Holy Spirit can fill us with Himself, because we're not going to be right unless we're filled with Him, yes. with His will, with what He wants to do. And that's what happens in in these private settings where we're just just me and you, God, fill me, let me be wrecked. And like James four eight says to draw near to him and he will draw near to you and it says to purify your hearts because this is all part of this this drawing near yeah. process yeah purify your hearts cleanse your hands yes. right let your laughter be turned to mourning what is so uplifting Ooh. about that it's because you're being humbled in front of God yes and you are seeking him and he's coming in and he's comforting you he's showing his love like Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount yeah on in Matthew 5 blessed are those who mourn blessed are the meek the peacemakers yeah. because and this is like a roadmap to show this is what these people who are filled with God look like. They were mourning yeah. because they're being comforted by God. That's they're being good. comforted That's by That's good. That's so good. I mean, you know, I just feel like the bride of Christ is going through something in the moment where we have forgotten about what mm. I think something you just said is about purifying your heart. We mm. feel like, man, 
You know, a lot of people out there talking about salvation, and salvation is great. We give our lives to Jesus, but it's that's Christianity 101. Yeah. We shouldn't sit around and just talk about just talk about the moment that we met Jesus. We should get to, to know Him and begin to um, grow in our relationship yeah. with Him. It's not, you know, and so I feel like that um, God is... Um, there comes a time in our lives where we allow old things back into our lives. And, 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 you know, I feel like that the bride of Christ is at a point where she is forgot about purifying her own heart. And it's something that has to happen continuously through your walk with the Lord. You know, repentance for salvation is a one-time thing, Mm. but repentance to draw close to God, repentance for intimacy is a lifestyle. Yes. And see, people are like, man, why do you why do you live the way you do? Why do you um, you know, I, I don't strive to live a life without sin because I'm trying to check off things, I'm trying to go down this list and not sin. Mm-hmm. I, I the Holy Spirit speaks to me and says, Hey, this isn't good for you. Yeah. It's it's hindering your intimacy with God. Mm. And therefore I want to purify my heart yes. because I don't want anything between my intimacy with the Lord. Yes. Like you don't want anything between you and Kayla. I don't want anything between me and Haley and our marriages mm. because it it kills the intimacy, the 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 closeness, the talks. There's tension there when there's yes. something in between us. Mm-hmm. Well, my sin, the things that I do wrong, that that puts a little bit of tension in my relationship with God. Well, I yeah. don't want that there, so I need to go and ask forgiveness. I need to repent of those things. And I mm-hmm. believe that there needs to be an all-out fresh repentance from the body of Christ, and I want to end with talking about this tonight, mm-hmm. is that we need to surrender to repentance. Oh, yeah. We need yeah. to surrender again to repentance, that God is calling us to repent of the things in our lives that we've been holding on to because He misses the intimacy that we um, used to have with Him. Yep. And we need to surrender to that repentance. And we need to say, okay, God, I'm giving my life to you. I love how David says in Psalm 32, in verses 3 and 5, it says, When I refuse to confess my sin, whoop, time out. Even David, a man after God's own heart, Mm. had times where he refused to confess his sin. Wow. Because sin at the time is fun. We, and yeah. we begin to justify it with our lifestyle. So-and-so's living like this. Everybody's doing good. Mm. I'm still loving God. I've still got good life. I'm I blessed. But where is your intimacy with the Lord? That's the standard. That's wow. where sin takes away from us is our closeness, our intimate moments with God. Mm. And I believe that David said, when I refuse to confess my sin... Mm. He says, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was upon me. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. He says, finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. Mm. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me, and my guilt is gone. I feel like there's a lot of people in the bride of Christ used to have a very intimate relationship with God, but all of a sudden you started hiding your guilt. You started hiding your sin and you began to refuse to confess your sin to God. It says, David said here, he was hiding his guilt. He said, but when he he said to myself, I will confess my rebellion. 
He says, I finally confessed all my sins and you stop, and I stopped trying to hide my guilt. I believe that the bride of Christ in this moment, that God is raising us up in this hour to begin to confess our sins to God again and to say, God, I'm going to quit being Amen. rebellious. I'm going, to, I'm going to surrender to this repentance that you have been telling me to do for a year, for five years, for a month, for a week. And it's time for us to repent and to grow close to God again. And that that's where your passion for God, your zeal for the Lord is going to come back. If you've been sitting on a pew or a chair in your church for, for six months and you're like, where's my passion gone? It's probably wow. because you've got some sin in your life that you have been ignoring and the voice of God is speaking to you and he's saying, get this out of your life. When's the last time that you've hit an altar? When's the last time you hit your knees in your long time room and you wept because there was sin between you and God and between you and your intimacy with with the Lord. Man. I'm wow. telling you, God is about to raise up some people who are going to purify their hearts. They're going to surrender to the repentance that God is, that is, is speaking to us. Did yeah. you, do you know the very first word that Jesus spoke when he began his public ministry? What is it? Repent. Mm. The first word. First word. Wow. Out of Jesus' mouth was repent for the mm. kingdom of heaven is at hand. If you're missing the kingdom of heaven, if you're like, man, mm. I'm missing the presence of God. I'm missing the joy and the passion, the love, the gentleness, the kindness, the self-control, the, the everything that God offers in his presence is probably because you're not surrendering to the voice of the Lord when he's saying, hey, you need to repent. You need to lay this down. Man, that's so good. And I think... I think, too, we might have a lot of people in, at least in America, who have this really tough relationship with that word repent. Yeah, right? absolutely. Because they don't, it, it might be a loaded term or it might yeah. have been used in a, in a certain way, derogative way against them. And I, one way that I've had it explained to me was that repentance is just God saying, I'm not done with you. Yes. You know? And and I had someone ask me, is it is it like this whenever I repent? Am I saying no to what I'm doing or am I saying yes to Jesus? And the answer is Yes. 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 It's like a it's like a coin, right? Yeah. When, you, when you flip a coin and it's heads up, heads mm. is to yeah. to God, but yeah. it's also tails down away from yeah. the earth. So you're you're facing Him when you repent. You're just saying this is this is the way I'm going now, right? Yep. And I, I I'm pretty sure you discussed it in one of your podcasts that I'm I've listened to how it's it's like calling on the name yes. of the Lord, yeah. right? Like when you get yeah. married, you're saying yeah. I am repenting. From all of these other women, all these other lovers, yeah, and all all I care about is you, my yes. wife, my yes. bride. All I care yep. about is you now. Yes. I'm I'm not single no more. I am delivered. I'm with yeah. you yeah. now. I'm with you, Lord. <laughs> yeah, I'm alone. It. I stand here alone with you. I'm in an intimate relationship with you. And I just want to close with this tonight: is that God is pursuing an intimate relationship with you. He's not just pursuing um, a go to church relationship. He's not just pursuing. Um, Yes, I confess I'm a Christian relationship. No, he's after an intimate relationship with you because he loves you. Mm. He will do anything to come in close to you. And so if you find yourself out in a wilderness season right now in this moment, begin to just tune your ear to the Lord because this is the place he'll begin to speak tenderly to you so that you can begin to 
fall back in love with him, return to your first love and find out again what this life is all about, what matters the most. Y'all, we got to get ready. Jesus is coming back. Our bridegroom Mm. is coming. He's getting ready to come. Is the bride ready? Is the bride ready to meet Jesus? The Bible tells us in Revelation that we should get ready to meet our bride because he is coming. I'm asking you tonight, are you ready to meet him? Are you ready? What do you need to get right in your life with the Lord to get into that intimate place with him? So, Dalton, I'd love for you to pray us out tonight, yeah. man. If you'll just um, just pray for us. Yeah, absolutely. And um, anything else you want to say, we can you can before you pray. If you're not, just pray for us, and yeah. um, we'll, we'll close that way tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you so much for just showing yourself here in this this podcast and um, in this studio, God. You, you showed us your character. You've shown us your love, and we thank you for this conversation that we've, we've had with each other, but we've also had with you in this room with us, God, because you're here. We know you're here because you said you would be, God. We thank you so much for that. You're so good. Let us trust in your goodness. Let us bank on your goodness, God because we know that these these steps you have planned for us these good works you have planned for us god because you're just you're so good and we we've seen in the past what you've brought us through and so we can see what you're going to bring us to so because of that let us let us trust you let us repent of our old ways let us see that a life following you and walking and 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 understanding that our life is in good hands if it's in your hands let us know that you can handle all these things like the the birds in the sky who constantly need food by the hour how more so are you going to provide for us god and we thank you for that so if there's anyone listening right now or listening in the future who doesn't know this who doesn't realize that there is a god who loves them and is pursuing them and desiring a relationship with them god let them see that let them look at you in the face and see the love that you have for them and let them be able to encounter you today tomorrow every day because morning by morning your mercies are new for us we might mess up one day but we can start new at any moment's notice because you are a god of fresh starts not just second chances because second chances is not enough for us because we mess up all the time we need third, fourth, fifth, seven, 70 times seven chances, and you give it to us because you're good, you're loving, and you're just. We don't deserve it, but we have it. And we thank you for that love today, God. And we thank you for the son that you sent to die for us on the cross that we deserve, Lord, and for just cleansing us, purifying us with your son, Lord. Let us accept that. And I love you, Lord, and I know you love us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Bro, amen. Man, I feel the presence of God up in this studio tonight, man. Absolutely. He is here. And, dude, thanks for being on the show with us tonight. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. I love it in here, man. I love coming up here. It's so cool. We need to play chess sometime. That's for Absolutely. Sure. I'd yeah. love to play some chess. And I see people out there, Miss Tracy. I see Jeremy Shipman uh, watching from Jasper, Alabama, man. Monster Truck Ministry. If you hadn't <laughs> checked him out, man, go on Facebook, Jeremy That's Shipman. Cool. Check out his Monster Truck Ministry called Rise. It is amazing. I can't wait to go sit in that thing and run over some cars one day. I uh, got my buddy Bob watching. I see uh, Doris from the Love Lady Center. Hey, Love Lady Center, we will be there 
there. Me and Pastor Leslie will be there on January 31st, and we are coming up there to hang out. I can't wait. So um, make sure I'll be up there and see you guys in a little bit. Uh, man, just so many people watching and tuning in. I see my buddy Ryan Allen has been tuning in. Ryan, I love you, man. He was on the show a couple of weeks ago. Actually, he was the first one here on the United Voices wow. uh, starting out this year, and uh, God's got a hand in his life moving so much. And so I did see a lot of people over there um, that are watching, tuning in. I can't say hey to everybody, but I love you guys. And you know what? We'll be uh, right here Thursday night at 630. You want to tune in for Pastor Bo Johnson with his podcast called The Spirit-Led Life. I mean, the presence of God's all over that. You can learn so much from that. So go and follow us on YouTube at BGTV Studios here on Facebook. Um, Follow us on that page. We're on Instagram. We're TikTok. It's all out there. And we just uh, appreciate you guys, all that you're doing. And we will see you right here next week uh, on Sunday night at 7 o'clock. But tune in Thursday night, 6.30 for Pastor Bo. We hope you have a great week.